Come on, man. The Chicago White Sox? Really? Come on. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, later on in today's show, we'll preview game two of the Chicago White Sox series as the Nationals' last homestand here in Washington, D.C. We'll preview that a little bit later on. Also, let's talk about the AA Harrisburg Senators as their season's over. That's James Wood, Dylan Cruz, and Brady House. That's their music. The season is over for them. So let's kind of debrief and look at these three really strong prospects because it's not just also them. Trey Lipscomb as well, and of course, DJ hers. Remember that name a hundred percent. But let's start off here. The Nationals sometimes, just sometimes, I have expectations for them. I do. And I don't think I'm the only ones. I think you and I, wherever we're watching that game last night, or if you're listening over on Sirius XM on the SXM app, to listen to Charlie and Dave, there was disappointment in yesterday's ball game. And I can't quite really wrap my hands around what it was that disappointed me. Because when you look at the final score, it's not good. Six to one, you give up 15 hits, and you only have six hits as well, and each team had an error. That's the box score there. 15 hits against this Chicago White Sox team. Now, let's just also kind of say this. Their offense is no joke. They do have some guys, Andrew Benintendi, he can get a hold of the ball as well sometimes. Tim Anderson, obviously, Four hits in yesterday's ball game, but he's not had a good year at all. He hasn't hit for any power. Four hits. Luis Robert Jr., home run. 36 on the season so far for that young pup as well. I don't know what to make of it. And the reason why I say that is because this is a gotta-have-it series for the Nationals. We talked about this a lot on yesterday's show. When you're playing against the Atlanta Braves, and the Baltimore Orioles coming up to end off the season. I want to see you beat up on a team like the Chicago White Sox. And the reason why I say that is because, think of it this way. There's a reason that you rush to the Christmas tree on Christmas morning with your gifts wrapped up, and you just want to rip them open. And the reason why you want to rip them open is because you're excited. I was excited for that game last night. I was excited for the opportunity to see this nice little home stretch here and hopefully finish strong because you have the Braves coming up. You have the Atlanta Braves, maybe the best team over the last few years, in my opinion. They've got the pitching. They have solid bullpen depth. They got the offense, obviously. We were excited to beat up on the Chicago White Sox, and it ended up that we were the ones who got beaten up on. You want to see what's inside the package when you play a team like this. And what I mean by that is 
you want to see what the kids can do. C.J. Abrams, he showed up in yesterday's contest. He looked good. Two hits. He had a double. He did get picked off there. That was not good. The base running has to improve with this team heading into the offseason. But still, even with Yoan Adon on the mound, you still felt excited. And the reason why I felt excited about Yoan Adon was for the first few innings where he looked really good. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just kind of blew up on him. Why did I have expectations going up against the White Sox? And it's only one game. I understand that. I probably shouldn't be overreacting the way that I am. But the, the same team that went on that hot stretch in August is still here. You may not have Riley Adams here. You may not have Mackenzie Gore healthy. Josiah Gray is coming off one of his better starts in over a month. You have the pieces here still. Yes, again, you don't have Gore every five to six days. It sucks. But even then with Yoana Doan, after he starts out so well, you have that expectation. And I think that's how it should be as well. And when you play the White Sox, just in general, that is a team that you just simply have to beat. You do. And as the Nationals sit here at 66-85 and on the season, they have 11 more wins in 2022. No matter what happens this series, the Nationals improved this season. They did. But I want to see them get to 70 wins. And if you're looking into the future the way that I am, and you're trying to envision four-plus wins against the Orioles and the Braves, play the Braves in two series, one at home, one at Atlanta, that's not really the optimism that you want entering that series. But this White Sox series, this is a known. You know what you are compared to what the White Sox are. You know that you're the better team. You know that you have more talent offensively. You know that you have better pitching. You know that you have a better bullpen. You know that you are a better team. This is a series that you have to win. And it's not for any postseason implications, but just for your simple morale moving forward. Because again, those three series coming up against the two best teams in all of baseball, you don't really want to mess with those teams. You don't really want to try to win four-plus games against them. I'm sure we're going to scratch out maybe two, three, four wins against those three teams or against those two teams, rather, in the next few days. But still, let's reiterate this. This is a known with the White Sox, and this is really all season long. When you play a team that is so much below you, like this team with the White Sox, you should win this game. And Michael Clevenger, he looked really good yesterday, going nine innings pitch. He gave up that home run, Dominic Smith, in the ninth inning. What else do you want me to say? Because that is kind of the grittiness of this national team. If it was a one-run game, then you'd probably know what would have happened. Because we know the Nats, they're good in one-run games. They're scrappy. You see that. But this is just a series that you have to win. You just have to. You're given the, the gift of playing the Chicago White Sox not only just playing them, but at your home yard before you face off against that daunted last few three series with this Nationals team. You're given the gift. You're rushing to the Christmas tree to open that up. You want to have the offense clicking on all cylinders. You want the pitching to come in and pitch simply well. That did not happen. But you have to find a way to not only win tonight's game, but also tomorrow, the day slate, 
against this White Sox squad. And also, not even a mention, with all the rumors that have floated around about Mike Rizzo and him leaving, maybe potentially leaving in the Chicago White Sox, obviously we know that's not true anymore. He signed the extension with the Nationals. But don't you just kind of want to give it to them a little bit more? Don't you just feel like this is a big series in a sense that we are making it one? Because again, this is a given. You're the better team. You have to play better. You just have to. The errors, the base running mistakes, the lack of offensive production, that all accounts in this equation. And it went against us. It all just blew up in our face in yesterday's ball game. And also, let me say this. This is an overreaction, 100% an overreaction on my part. But when you play a team that is less than you, I want you to beat them especially in this scenario when you could reach 70 wins. And it may not seem like a lot right now, but when looking at it in the offseason, when you say this Nationals team only won 55 games back in 2022, you can say that you improve by a 15-win total in 2023 in just one season. And then also you can tell the fan base you got James Wood coming up in 2024. You have Dylan Cruz. You have Brady House, DJ Hers maybe as well, and a couple other names who are down in the minor leagues who have had really good seasons so far. You can make that case. This can be an even more exciting offseason if you reach that 70-win total. And again, I'll say it. This is an overreaction on my end. I totally get that. You may be at home saying, it's one game. Why are you freaking out? It's just I want to see a little bit more. I want to end this season strong because it has been a good season for this national team. It has. It really has. But you got to see that next step. You have to see them reach that 70 win total. Because if they were, again, I'll take the 68 or 69 wins as well. It'll be an improvement. I'm happy. I want to be even happier. I want to even see through the future and get to that 70 win total. And hell, who knows? Maybe even jump the New York Mets while you're at it because they also have a relatively hard schedule to end off the season. I just want to see wins. I'm tired of the losing. I'm tired of the tanking. We're not tanking anymore, obviously. And the reason why, we all know with the MLB draft rules and the new CBA, it's pretty dumb if we're being honest. I just want to see wins with this team. It's as simple. It's really that simple. That's all I plead to the Washington Nationals. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. The Nationals play the Chicago White Sox tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. And hopefully, just hopefully, the Nationals can get off on the right foot tonight because you can catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into talking about the AA Harrisburg Senators lineup, I got to tell you guys about our friends, over at LinkedIn and sales. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we built the first Deep Sales platform 
with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. Now let's get into it as the Harrisburg Centers. The season has wrapped up, and I've seen some people comment on this, and some people actually care about the win-loss total about the Harrisburg Centers, and it means a little something, you could say. They weren't the best team this year. They didn't really win all too many games in AA, but still, honestly, what I care about is the prospect performance. And the Harrisburg Centers, they saw all the prospects in the world this season all the guys that you really want to talk about and it's obviously it is highlighted by Dylan Cruz who was sent up there about midway the towards the end of August there and he kind of struggled if we're just being honest Dylan Cruz struggled he did pick it up at the end of the year here over the last week or so collecting a few hits in Saturday's game and Sunday as well Robert Hassel also stepped up as well but in my opinion The three kind of big storylines from what I saw, and really the four storylines that I saw this year, was from what we saw from Brady House in particular, James Wood, and as well as left-handed pitcher DJ Hers. Let's start off with Brady House, because in my opinion, Brady House was probably the most impressive Harrisburg center, even more so than James Wood and Trey Lipscomb. And the reason why I say that is because Brady House is still 20 years old. James Wood just turned 21 a few days ago. He's still in the same age range as Brady House, but still. Brady House and what he did down there, not only did he show the power, because we all know Brady House, he does have power. He had a couple home runs there over the last two weeks or so after not hitting any in his first month or so in Harrisburg. But since then, since getting called up from high A Wilmington, not only has he hit for power, not only is he getting on base, but he's slugging and he's hitting for average he batted 324 with a 358 obp and a 475 slug that was an 833 ops on the season in double a i think we're going to start to really see this brady house hype train take off and the reason why i say that is because one the age and what he is doing at this level and the way that the nationals really kind of ramped him up this season he started off in low a got sent up to high a wilmington killed the baseball there in just a few games and then quickly got moved up to double a in my opinion if the nationals were really aggressive on this you could have made the case that brady house could have been in triple a the end of the year in fact right now you can make the case that he should be there this second and along with james wood as well that's kind of how these two guys have progressed but looking at brady house's case in particular you just saw a little more consistency in him and the reason why i say that is because one Again, he's younger. This guy is still young. He was still just a first-round pick a little over two years ago, and he is kind of the premier prospect in the system outside of James Wood and Dylan Cruz. I think we're going to start to see this kind of national hype train go around Brady House now just because of the numbers and the exit velo for him in particular and the way that he's been taking walks. He's striking out a little bit more, but even then, You've seen that with James Wood. You've seen it with Dylan Cruz. And you're always going to see it with these younger prospects as they get ramped up in the minor leagues. So looking at Brady House, though, I love the way that he played there. And it's kind of a good thing that we saw this because we all know last year he got shut down 
with a back injury. You never really knew what was the injury. You never really knew the specifics of it, but we know he was shut down and didn't play the rest of the year through the summer there. But since this year, he killed the ball at Fredericksburg. He had a high OPS there. He killed the baseball at high A Wilmington and then made his way up to double A Harrisburg in which he killed the baseball there as well and finished off the year with a 324 batting average. And his slugging was up as well. He's getting on base. But in particular, what I was most impressed with is his contact rate. That is what we want to see from Brady House, especially someone who may not be as hyped as James Wood or Dylan Cruz, but he certainly has the production there. Certainly. Looking at James Wood, he had a good year in Harrisburg. He did. His batting average wasn't above 300 the way that we've kind of seen in past levels in high A Wilmington this year, and as well as Fredericksburg last year, and as well down in the Padre system, wherever low A ball was there. But James Wood, impressive nonetheless. A 248 batting average, a 334 on base percentage, and a 492 slug. What stood out there, he's got a higher slug than Brady House, but here's what really stood out. 18 home runs in A, 55 RBIs, 39 walks, and 124 strikeouts. 124 strikeouts, that's a lot of Ks, I will admit. But the walks and the home runs, 20 years old, he's doing this production. You're starting to see this really kind of take shape. And as over the last week or so in particular, the kind of final stretch of the A Harrisburg season, that's when you saw him kind of take off. You saw a lot of extra base hits. You saw the power there. And really everything in between that, his defense, playing center field, right field, wherever he was lined up, James Wood was good. He was solid this year. He took the step-ups that you wanted to see. And those step-ups were hitting 18 home runs at the double-A level. Because the double-A level and where Harrisburg plays, they play a lot of good pitching there. There's a lot of guys down and the Bowie Bay Sox, I think of them a lot in that Orioles system and how deep it is, especially with starting pitching and even the bullpen. They pitched really well this year, talking about the Bay Sox. Going up against James Wood and Dylan Cruz and Brady House and Trey Lipscomb as well, all these guys did well against this solid pitching because Trey Lipscomb was in college last year. Dylan Cruz was in college a few months ago. DJ Hers was in high school a few years ago. He was in Low A, high A, earlier on this season. As you've seen all these guys kind of progress throughout the year, you look at James Wood and really what the progression that he made was we all talk about his power, but when will that power really come into fruition? I think that power did this year. I think you kind of saw what he could be down the line, and that that is hitting 18-plus home runs, and he's going to hit a lot more, by the way. As he moves his way up, probably next year he's going to start in AAA, and he's probably going to hit a lot of home runs there, and we certainly project him to hit maybe 30 to 40 home runs up in the big league someday. That's the kind of power that he has. And so be able to see that at a young age, at 20 years old, hitting 18 home runs in AA, that's the progress that you want to see. So while the numbers may not be out of this world that we've seen in Wilmington or in Fredericksburg last year. He still has the power. He still had a 492 slug. He still had 55 runs batted in in his limited time there as well. The potential is there. You may not have seen it all the time. You may have seen a little more strikeouts than what you wanted, but the progress is there. And that's something that we haven't seen in the national system in quite some time. 
Trey Lipscomb as well. He really slowed down over the last month or so, but he finished the season in double A with again really solid numbers. He had a 748 OPS and batted 280, 284 on the season in double A. Now, again, he regressed. He did kind of take a little bit of a step back over the last month, but even then, you have to be encouraged by what he is because he's not a blue chip prospect. This is not some guy that the Nationals are going to say he's going to be our superstar someday. You're looking at James Wood, Brady House, and Dylan Cruz, and you're saying those guys are our superstars someday. Trey Lipscomb is just a nice little extra piece to the puzzle, and if he does work, if he does fit in that puzzle, then that's great. But he doesn't have to because, really, he's not really part of the equation of the Nationals in the future. Now, maybe they have these plans that I just simply don't because he is impressive nonetheless. He's played multiple different positions across the infield. He's played every every position in the infield, literally. Shortstop, third base, second base, and first base. He's got the talent. But also, someone who else has the talent is DJ Hers, their left-handed pitcher, someone we got in the J. Mayer Candelario trade. And in my opinion, behind Brady House, he's been the most impressive one of this group. 35 and a third innings pitch with A Harrisburg this year, a 2.55 ERA, a 2.59 field and independent pitching, a 161 average against, a 113 whip, and 53 strikeouts to 20 walks on the season in 35 and a third innings pitch. I think what I saw from DJ Hers was kind of just something that we've heard previously, but I really kind of bought into this. You heard about his changeup down with the Chicago Cubs. A lot of people were touting it as one of the best changeups in all of minor league baseball, and we saw that this year. DJ Hers, not only did he strike out a ton of batters, not only was the batting average way low, not only was his whip at a 1-1-3. This guy, someone who we kind of thought would be a bullpen guy maybe just because of the walk issues, think again. He could be a legit, a legit starting pitcher for this team going forward. And maybe you see him at AAA to start next year, which at this point I would think you probably would. If he dominates there, then the Nationals, they may have stumbled themselves into a solid starting pitcher. And just from seeing what he does, it doesn't really mold into a starting pitcher just from his stuff and really the issues that he has had in AA. But still, the excitement is still there for them. And you saw that in Harrisburg over the course of the season. While he wasn't all that great in Chicago this year in AA with them, but as he got over the Senators, 35 innings pitch and a 2.55 ERA, a 1-1-3 whip, those are numbers that you can't look past. And it's really impressive nonetheless. The Nationals played the Chicago White Sox tonight at 7.05 Eastern Time. You can catch every pitch in the Nationals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into previewing Game 2 of the series after I just overreacted about losing Game 1 of this series, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Jace medical and modern medical care and treatment are important but our global supply chains are fragile things like pandemics natural disasters and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need jace medical is your solution just fill out their online form and one of jace medical's board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate then jace will send you 
your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies when your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting those life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now we get into it as the Nationals. The damn Washington Nationals. They're going up against the Chicago White Sox tonight, in which is a little bit of a revenge game for Jose Urania, someone who pitched for the Miami Marlins, had a few good years with them. He was signed by the Nationals this year and was also released by them and then signed by the Chicago White Sox, in which he has pitched to a tune of an 0-6 record on the year. But also Jackson Rutledge. He makes his second start tonight after, let's be honest, having a very tough go-around for it. Not only getting rocked around, but getting rocked in the head by Drew Milas on that throwdown over to second base. I'm glad to see Jackson Rutledge is perfectly okay. But what I want to see tonight is first and foremost just a win. Find a way to get a win tonight. You do not want to lose this series against the White Sox. I won't go on that rant again. I did that early on in the show. But what I want to see from Jackson Rutledge is get a quality start. Go five innings pitch. Give up two to three earned runs if you have to. Give your team a chance to win the ball game because your debut – I throw that out the window. I don't care if it's the best pitching prospect in the world. I'm not expecting a Steven Strasburg type of debut from anyone. I wasn't expecting it from Steven Strasburg. In fact, back in 2010, I expected Strasburg to get hit around by that Pirates staff. But going up against this Chicago White Sox offense, I don't have the expectations that I had for Steven Strasburg, obviously. I don't have to say that without you guys knowing. Just keep the guys in the game. Give your offense an opportunity to come back. Keep it a one-score game. Because if you you can do that, then you're going to have a chance to win. And it's really as simple as that. Giving your guys a chance to win, giving the scrappy young national team a chance to win is really all that we need because we know the record in one-run ball games. You know your record against bad teams. You should be beating up on the Chicago White Sox And this is your opportunity to do so. And I promise you this. If Jackson Rutledge has a quality start tonight, tomorrow's going to be a Jackson Rutledge holiday on this show. And I truly mean that. We will parade around him. We will talk about the White Sox win. And hopefully, just hopefully, we can get a third win under tomorrow's belt. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, the Nationals are playing the White Sox today at 7.05 Eastern time, as you can catch Jackson Rutledge and all the other guys on this Nats team that we love over on SiriusXM and the SXM app. Just search Nationals, and that is where you will listen to the hometown broadcast of Charlie and Dave. That is the one you want to hear. Hopefully, the Nationals can pull off this win tonight. It's going to be an interesting one. You want to see a win. And again, do not disappoint me. Please don't disappoint us, the listeners. I'll catch you guys on the flip side.